Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your host, Anna David. Every week I talk to entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, I answer questions, and The entire goal is to show you how a book can change the trajectory of your career and your life. And today I am answering the question, can being a part of an anthology help build your business? Now, this is something I've had a lot of experiences putting anthologies together, being a part of other people's anthologies. I even talked to other anthology editors in order to prepare this episode. So it's all in here and my three golden nuggets are go into this anthology. If you're thinking about creating or participating in an anthology, go in with a very clear intention about what you want your participation and your work to do for your career. Golden nugget number two, there is nothing wrong with charging people to be in your anthology if you are going to be delivering them a product that will help build their business. And number three, have quality control hand select contributors, and hire a ruthless editor. So those are my golden nuggets. Now I'm going to break them down. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my history with anthologies and contributing to them and editing them. So my first time, the very first anthology I was a part of was before I ever published a book. And it was called Girls Who Like Boys Who Like Boys. And it helped launch my career in ways I never could have imagined. I had a friend who said, putting this anthology together, do you want to contribute? This was back when writers uh, were respected, and so they paid me money to do it. And and I wrote this thing in a half hour uh, about the time I converted a gay guy straight, and I knew nothing. I had just signed at a lit agency because they had, because we were getting, because we had just sold Party Girl, and my agent's mentor, who happens to be my agent now, it's all come full circle, said, hey, I I should submit this as a modern love to the New York Times. I had no idea what that meant. It published as a modern love. That was that's like pretty much the biggest thing that's ever happened to me in my career. I had no idea at the time that that was a column that people were excited about or whatever it is. I got so much. Oh, the comments were so mean though, and they were like, "Who did who who did Anna David sleep with to get this posted?" People are very vicious when they when they want to be in a column. Anyway. Um, that was a great experience. That was back when traditional publishing was a kind place to be. They arranged for a book tour. We went all over. It was super fun. Um, 
Then I realized that was a very unusual experience. The third book I sold to HarperCollins was an anthology of essays about reality TV. And my thinking was, wow, you'll get everybody if you get the kind of not so sophisticated people who like reality TV, and then you get the sophisticated people who like smart essays, that's everyone. And as someone who is both sophisticated and likes reality TV and unsophisticated, you know, whatever, I'm all the things, I really thought that was that was really smart. And as it turned out, people who like reality TV don't want to read essays about reality TV. And people who like essays don't want to read essays about reality TV. So I gathered this amazing array of writers. I got Neil Strauss and Jerry Stahl and James Fry and um, all these people. I threw a party to end all parties, uh, complete with like all the press in the world and nothing happens. Nobody bought this book. It even got reviewed in the New Yorker and nobody bought this book. So it was not what one would call a rewarding endeavor. So not one to learn a lesson easily, I then came up with another anthology idea and sold that. And this one was based on a storytelling show that I hosted at the time. And it was called True Tales of Lust and Love. The show was awesome. We had, I had like Rachel Bloom before she ever did My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I had um, this girl who's on SNL now. It was a really wonderful show. And um the these two women who who wrote for glow that show anyway so turned it into a book and we did readings all over LA I did a lot of media and again nobody bought this book and nobody cared but really it was my error for not having thought it through beforehand like I didn't want to have a career based on talking about reality shows lust or love so those books couldn't have served a purpose in my career. So it was a very time-consuming lesson to learn. So then I did an anthology with an intention. In 2020, I got this idea to put together an anthology of addiction essays that, that could help those who contributed have credibility in whatever their space was, mostly recovery coaching. So I published it through Launchpad, which means we charged people to be a part of it. And it was really rewarding. One of the participants started getting new clients for her coaching business before the book even came out, just because she was part of the book. Others like, you know, started social media accounts and big brands. And they really, their careers took off because it was intentional. Now, I got the idea from my friend Kevin Harrington, um, the original shark on Shark Tank. And because he really established that model where they charge contributors and their team writes the essays and they guarantee it'll be a bestseller. He's doing another one right now. And, and in the promotion, he breaks down why it's so valuable, how each person's chapter can include a call to action, which will drive people, readers to their newsletter lists. And, um, you know, and, and how this is an ad that it's going to perform better than some ad on Google or Facebook or whatever it is. And, you know, what, what I did with my anthology is I put all the contributors' names on the cover. So that's pretty awesome. Like, so you could judge it and go, I can't believe you're charging people to be a part of it. But I think that's a really, um, I, I, and I'm not saying this out of defensiveness. I think it's a really short-sighted ver- vision of it because it's a lot easier to launch your credibility with an essay than it is with doing an entire book. So you'll mention, you'll notice I have not mentioned the writing experience. So in an anthology, here is what I'll say. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? 
Well, good news, that's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. I've contributed essays to a bunch of other anthologies over the year and over the years. And I mean, the writing's rewarding. It's it's basically the equivalent of writing the sort of thing that most of us, you know, write online and no one reads about or cares and they go in books. Um, And but I wanted to tell you about another my writing community that I that I uh, manage or host the inner circle. They put together an anthology called The Epiphanies Project. And I actually wrote the foreword and that came out in the fall. And um, I asked them about the experience in order to have more intel to share with you guys. And here's what one of the editors, Beth Robinson, had to say. She said, getting to know the writers on such a deep level and the pleasure of collaborating both with Chris, Chris Joseph, a uh, best-selling author of... Um, Life is a Ride, by published by Launchpad. Um, uh, anyway, with each of the writers individually, Beth said it was such a strong sense of doing something really worthwhile on so many levels with a great group of people and building a cl- connection that we'll have forever. So what was really wonderful about the Epiphanies Project, aside from the fact that it's an amazing book, is that they were really able to uh use strength in numbers. They really used the fact that there were so many contributors to do a massive launch. And they had they have videos and and images and you know some some someone's in charge of social media and someone's in charge of getting on podcasts. And they really you could really see what the that it was a group effort and that a lot of people carried the load. And each of the writers agreed to recruit at least 10 uh, advanced readers. So they could launch to the number one spot in numerous categories and have an array of people posting about it. And one of the contributors, Susie Sin, even got the book mentioned on the Today Show blog. So if you're thinking you want to put together an anthology, here is Beth's advice. One, start with a budget and a timeline. Build in time to chase down drafts. Two, Make sure you see a hard copy before actually launching. Good advice for any book. Three, work with good editors. Have a developmental editor, a copy editor, editor, and a proofreader. Now, my additional advice, of course, is figure out your goal. Unless you just want to consider it service you do for the world, which is great, but there are easier ways to do service for the world. Determine how it can help your contributors and your business. And know also you can, as of now, only list 10 authors as authors on Amazon. So what's really cool is you are, for your contributors, creating author pages for them, which is uber powerful. So again, you are doing them a solid. And if you're a first-time author, having your name on a cover is undeniably cool. But be very intentional. Do not let just anyone contribute or the book will absolutely lack quality control and be uneven. So have a screening process. Talk to each contributor ahead of time about what they want the book to do for their career and make sure, as Beth said, hire an amazing editor who can tell you and them honestly if what they've written will not help them meet their goals. And also, As Beth's co-editor, Chris Joseph, told me, 
remember that corralling all the writers is something akin to herding cats. It really is. I've been there. Um, So that is it. Uh, I hope you love this episode. If you would like the show notes, please, my friend, go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash anthology. Yeah, that's right. Anthology. And I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please, don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company, Legacy Launchpad Publishing, is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.